listening to It's All About Perspective with your hosts, Abigail Peterson from Kindergarten Chaos and Principal Robert Hinchliffe. Join us as we discuss education from various points of view. Take the challenge of listening to see if your opinion changes. But no matter where you stand on the issues, remember, it's all about perspective. Hello and welcome back to episode 16 of It's All About Perspective podcast. My name is Abigail Peterson. I'm from Kindergarten Chaos and my co-host. I am Robert Hinchliff, principal at Tyrone Thompson Elementary School. I'm so excited. I know you probably are too because as we're recording this, this is the very last week of school here in Clark County. I think today was the official last full day of school. By the time our listeners are hearing this, it will be school is out for summer, but we do know that there are listeners from other parts of the country and you guys are still in school and that's okay. Um, technically, we still have summer school here in Las Vegas. How's that going at your school, Robert? Um, it's fine. We have about 160 kids, so we'll have one kindergarten, two first, two second, one third, and then we'll combine fourth and fifth. So we'll be busy. There'll be... Uh, about 17 teachers who will work at some point in time. Uh, there's a few that are working the whole thing, but it's really getting piecemealed together. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we'll find a way to make it work for kids. How many did? How many teachers committed for the whole summer session? I'm going to say four. Okay. So four out of 30, right? Yeah. Out of your 30 licensed teachers. So, And I don't know anything about um, other schools at all and how they're – their numbers looked, but um, it's I kind of what I expected. Yeah, I can imagine. We talked about this in a previous episode, but I can imagine it's probably very similar because we you run into that um, issue of having we've we have had summer we do have summer school here in Las Vegas at Clark County School District, but it's set up completely differently. Not not how it is being run this year. So, um, so typically there's always those teachers that, um, do the summer school, but this year they needed much, a lot more teachers because they were expecting more students. And it sounds like you have a pretty, um, healthy number of students that are coming back for summer school and it's the whole month of June, correct? Yeah. June 1st to June 30th. So, I mean, 160 kids is a lot. There's no doubt about it. Uh, in the grand scheme of things for some schools, it's nothing. It feels weird, you know, with when you're used to 500 students and you're down to 160, that's not that many. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, it's it's still a lot of kids in reality. Yeah. Well, one thing that we want to talk about today is school is out for summer. And what exactly do your contract is an 11 month contract as an admin and teachers contracts are for 184 days, and um, and then we technically have off for the summer, and we come back for three days before school starts. That's in our contract, and then w- we stay one day after the kids are out for um, wrapping up whatever it is. Now, that's not to say the teachers don't come in over the summer and teachers, if their admin allows, comes into the building and does different things. But um, but what does what do you, as an 11-month admin employee, what does your summer look like? So it's interesting you ask, and I don't know how many um, teachers know. Um, until you get to be admin, you really don't know. For me, honestly, there's a lot of planning and preparation 
Uh, last year was different. I'm going to be honest. You opening a new school, it was getting the building ready. And there was so much unknown, uh, making sure people had technology, trying to have a plan only to change the plan to then rechange the plan. And then they throw PD on us. So last year, up until about probably mid-July when a decision was made, it was really just getting the building ready. And in a normal year, um, not opening the building, it would be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, always, personally, I'm always trying to upgrade the building or do something to get people excited when they come back, if they see something that's painted or something that's, that's done. So that's me. Now this year, um, this year I can actually plan a lot more because I think it's going to be a normal year next year. So it's a lot of getting stuff ready for teachers and just making sure they have what they need when they come back. But having summer school thrown onto us now that cut us off by a month. Mm -hmm. So really, um, honestly, I'm off basically from July 1st to July 21st, but I don't think I can take time off because now I'm scrunching seven weeks into three trying to be ready. And I really try to make the first part of the year exciting and fun and have some kind of activity, which I already have all that planned out. So next year for Thompson, they already know like August four five and six is going to be awesome. Um, actually like this didn't be the best ever. I'm so excited. I can't say anything about it. I'll talk about it in mm-hmm. August, but, um, you know, like, but you want people to come back and be excited. So, and have what they need and just be able to focus on their room. Unfortunately, this year too, though, um, when they come back, there's going to be PD. We always have PD. The district wants to send us. I hate it. I wish they would leave us alone the first three days because typically, honestly, their PD just stifles enthusiasm. But we'll make it as fun as we can. We'll have some fun, uh, fun activities, and we'll go from there. But to be a little more detailed about what we do, I mean, again, it's a lot of getting things ready for the teachers. So... You know, we have to update everything. If you think about it, re- you're registering kids. You have to make sure that the class lists are right. Um, and that's a that's a combination of the office and stuff. But then uh, typically the AP has to make sure all the emergency plans are correct. Um, I'm constantly trying to make sure the building is good. People have desks, chairs, whatever. We're ordering materials. There's just a lot really that we do in preparation for when you teachers get back. So do you do you take any time for, as they say, R&R, rest and relaxation? Do you do any of that? Or is it strictly all work, very little to no play? It, um, I would like to say I take days off, but you mentally never take them off. I don't think. I mean, I'm always thinking. I remember <laughs> a couple of years ago when we worked at Smith, I remember being on the beach at Lake Tahoe, texting Sarah, who's been on here about t-shirts for houses and I'm on vacation. Like it just never, ever goes away. I don't think um, for me or for admin that really, really put their heart into it. I'm sure that there are admin out there that don't think twice about school when they're on vacation, but that's just not how I work. So I'm always thinking about it. Or if I see something or an idea or something, I, I will bug teachers in the summer with the text Sometimes they answer, sometimes they don't. I have to live with it. But I think you're always thinking. I think teachers are probably like that too. They are. It's interesting. I did a little poll. You know, I'm always doing polls on my Instagram. And I did one a couple um, weeks ago about asking 
teachers um, about their summer plans specifically this year after teaching through a pandemic, if they were what their plans were. And it was interesting because um, some teachers responded by saying that, well, normally I am, you know, working on school stuff, but this year I need a break. So the first, you know, two or three weeks I'm doing nothing, absolutely nothing. But I, as you were talking, I was thinking of myself and how you, as a teacher, I take that time to, you know, kind of um, rejuvenate myself and, you know, as they say, self-care. But really, I spent a lot of time doing PD on my own. I spent a lot of time researching my own things, doing my own book studies, because I know it sounds like we'll do, do that during the school year, but there's so many things that happen during the school year and requirements and deadlines that I don't always have the time. And so if I want to learn something that is not mandated by the admin or by the district, then it's got to be on my own time. And when is that going to be? During the summer. So you have a split between teachers that say, you know, it's a working summer or it's a I'm I'm going to kind of shut it off. But I do think it's hard to shut it off. I think for teachers, some teachers, always the some, not everybody. Some te teachers are always thinking and trying to get better. Going to PD in the summer on your own dime. You know, you do um, teach your heart out in the summer. A lot of teachers go to those those trainings, um, a lot of people go to get your teach on whatever um, in the summer, because that's a time when they can truly get away and try to learn and get ideas. Well, not only that, let's just add right here. When you're doing it in the summer, you don't have to make sub plans. You don't have to take days off. There's this whole element of, and we can get into this in another episode, talking about, you know, professional development. You know, if there's there's times when professional development is offered during the school year, and it's great to have those opportunities because you can go back and immediately implement them. You're not having to wait until the next school year. But at the same time, even though my school or my admin may have paid for me to go to that PD, I still have to make lesson plans. I still have to recover that time that I lost with my students when I went to that PD. So but at the same time, it's like this this little caveat. At the same time, you're spending your summer working. You are. And that's it's, that's the challenge. How do you truly get away? Some people can do it. Uh, some teachers don't show up until Wednesday when they have to come back. Their room is their mandatory day. Right. Yep. Um, now, to be honest, I would say in my experience, the vast majority of people that show up Wednesday tend to not be runners <laughs> in some areas. They're not bad by any stretch, but I think I think the runners shows at the beginning of the year, especially when you start out of the gate. Um, and then it just, you see who has stamina for the whole year. But summer is a conundrum for a lot of people because you want to take the time off and slow it down as much as possible and spend time with your family. But your educators... You don't know how to turn it off in most cases. You go you go to Target and you just happen to swerve right into the dollar section. Uh, yes. And, and the next thing you know, I can use that. I can It's use like that. a rabbit hole because you find something and it's you know, if you give a you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, he'll ask you for a glass of milk. If you give a teacher uh something from the dollar uh tree or something from the 
uh, bullseye at Target. She's going to create a game to go along with it, which requires a lesson, which requires, you know, all these parts. So it's so funny that you say that. I remember, of course, not last year because last year was there was no travel going on. It was pandemic time. But the year before, uh, my family, my extended family, so my sister and my husband uh, and her uh, her husband, my brother-in-law and their kids and um, my family and my dad and my stepmom, we had planned a fam- family trip um, on a cruise and it just happened to be right, right before school started. Like we got back, I want to say on Saturday afternoon and I had to be back at work on Wednesday. So, you know, I only had pretty much two and a half days to kind of catch up. And um, so that whole first part of the summer was prepping because I knew I was going to go have rest and relaxation and on this cruise and there was no, there's no stores to buy, you know, to buy things. And there's no, um, you know, play, I couldn't go in and, and work on my room because I'm obviously out of town, but I did spend the first six or seven weeks of the summer prepping for when I was done with vacation. So it's like this balance of trying, you know, trying to, where are you going to put the pieces at the beginning of the summer, in the middle of the summer, at the end of the summer, where are you going to, you know, it's Jenga, Jenga for teachers on summer break. That's fair. So, you know, I, when we were together, uh, this year was a little bit different, of course, with everything, but we were together. We always tried to plan for the following year, starting in February. Because I wanted to be done planning for the following year in April. Teachers didn't like it. You know, they're well, I'm just trying to get through this year. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to plan in April, late April or May when we had SBACs and finishing the year because we don't have time. And I always wanted to know that the teachers knew where we were going. So secretly, this might not be a good thing to let out. So you would think about it during the summer. So if you knew we were doing houses, like when we put mm-hmm. houses in, uh, people would think about during the summer, um, they might get a shirt or they, uh, you know, at Thompson, there's people that have earrings that match the animals and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You right. know, like I, I secretly as admin try to get that done because I want you thinking about it over the summer so that come August, you're not just turning it on then and getting back into it. No. And I, I appreciated that because I remember the year that we started houses at Smith and we all got our assignments on the last day mm-hmm. and I was Delphinus and so dolphin. And just like you said, I, you know, I, the whole summer I had the whole summer, I ordered little stuffed dolphins for everybody on my, on my team and, or not everybody on my team, but everybody in my house. And we did little, um, Astro Bright's notebooks that said Delphinus, you know, rocks on it. And so you, you do, I appreciate that. And some people, some people like the pre-planning and then some people, like you said, don't, they're like, nope, I want to shut it off. I want to shut school off. I want to go and enjoy my, you know, nine to 12 weeks of summer, however long your summer is. And I don't want to think about it. Right. And I understand that, but I secretly also know that you are always thinking about it. So <laughs> Things are going to cross your mind no matter me, what. Yeah, that's from my admin perspective. Subliminal then, messages from the admin. Know, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just playing mind games with you. Oh, go have a great summer. Turn it off. <laughs> I know you're not going to, but that's okay. I think for me, my thing, and again, this year has been different. So anybody asks you, like I did not have my best year by any stretch, but in a normal year, 
when we put all these new changes is because we're not going to stay stagnant. It just doesn't happen. I feel like I have to make sure that when you come back in August, we're ready to roll. So we, um, you know, we at Thompson next year on the first day have big plans. It's not going to be like a normal first day. We're going to have almost like a career day or a field day where kids are going to on the first day, go into stations and learn about Tyrone Thompson and learn about houses. And it's going to be a fun environment and, and basically not so much about school, but about this is who we are and this is how we want to be and set the tone starting from the moment they walk in the door. So that's a little bit different for next year. So in order for that to happen, well, then I've got to make sure that everything is there, the plans in place, you know, we want lights and music and all this stuff. I got to make sure that's there. And that that's just an example of um, what pre-planning, pre-planning and, mm-hmm. and making sure you if you're going to do something and make a big change like that and make it successful, then you've got to put the time in. If it's important to you, you will. So from my standpoint, again, this is my my perspective only and how I try to run. Um, when we talk about the things we want to upgrade, then I feel like during the summer, it's my job to make sure they're ready. So we're also upgrading hallways. We're going to make them, you know, just more electric. Um, and then we're doing a thing with houses, you know, updating the, the lunchroom. So I feel like if we're going to make these changes, then I got to be in there doing it. Uh, usually like during the summer at Smith, it was like painting classrooms or or hallways or or houses or whatever. But I don't understand, you know, admin that don't have any plans right now for next year. I don't understand that at all. Unfortunately, well, hopefully they'll have their summer to yeah, think about yeah, it. Yeah, so they'll be <laughs> to get it together in August and, and July when they come back. But I just, uh, you know, if, I feel like if I expect the teachers to make this awesome when we come back, then I've got to give them the ability to make awesome this summer. And so that's what eats up my summer is what what do I got to do to be ready for them when they get back? And for me, it's always as I said before. For me, it was always I. I would like to choose one thing that I want to learn and grow in. So it could have been, it could have been something that you had kind of set up. Like I I remember the year that we were going to do growth mindset and you had, you had planted the seed. So my friends and I, um, Greg Smedley Warren from uh, kindergarten smorgasbord and I did a summer book study where we both did it, hosted it on our blogs and we did this, um, you know, weeks long book study on growth mindset. And that gave me an opportunity to um, learn and prepare for what we were going to be doing at our school. And I felt accomplished because I was doing something for school, but it was also, it, it wasn't an all day, every day thing. So I could still get in that, that R&R and that me time. So that's something that I choose to do as a teacher. And one thing I really like about what the pandemic has offered <laughs> us is there is now so much PD available online. So before, I remember a couple of years ago, I did um, like summer classes and some of them were to renew my license. Yes, that's true, to renew my teaching license. But some of them, again, were just that I wanted to learn and grow, but I had to actually physically go to the building and sit through the classes all day for, I think there were two weeks long. And um, what I really love now is that I don't have to leave the comfort of my home. Teach your heart out is virtual this summer. Um, I I think maybe get your teach on is having some things uh, virtual as well. There's, 
I mean, I myself, I'm even doing some virtual offering virtual workshops and things like that. And I just think that's great. Um, it gives teachers the flexibility and they don't have to leave. They don't have to, you know, they could do it poolside. (laughs) They could do it on the beach. If they are on vacation, they can take it with them. They're not having to, you know, so, so it almost provides, it's almost provided that balance for teachers. So if you want to do it, you can, and it can be on the go and it could be, you could be, you could listen to a pre-recorded session while you're flying to your vacation. Yeah. And you could listen to podcasts. You can, you know, there's so many great things out there, you know, like, and again, I like you talk about plant the seeds. So on the admin side, I plant the seeds that I want you thinking about. So for example, I've planted this one the last few weeks, actually last month and a half is next year. Don't slow the high kids down. Mm-hmm. So now when I say that, every time we're talking about something like that's true because that won't slow the high kids down. And well, so and again, it's so sublimate. It really, to me, is like a subliminal message because what that would do for me as a teacher is I would be thinking about that and saying, okay, I know what the goal is for next year. And so every time I'm on Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook or listening to a podcast and I would hear something that would definitely go in my (laughs) to memory, I would put it to memory because I'm like, you know what? I know this is what what my purpose is for next year. And I got to work on that. Yeah. So, you know, like and and. I think it's good because if you just have it in their minds a little bit and then something pops out at them like, oh, okay, like that's a good idea. You know, you're from my perspective, I'm uh, basically guiding some of their thoughts during the summer. Doesn't mean they have to do it, but at least they might be thinking about that kid that they taught last year. Like, man, if I didn't do this or if I didn't do that, but there's always an ulterior motive to me doing that. Not is it for you to to think about it, but also I know where we're going next year. Well, it also provides those teachers um, some structure, especially newer teachers that, you know, have maybe taught, maybe this was their first year, which God bless you if it was. But <laughs> um, if, if you are, you know, two or three years into your teaching and maybe maybe your first summer you were, you were just so happy to be done that you, you know, you spent your whole summer at the beach. And then the next summer, you know, you, you, decided you were going to learn a little bit about growth mindset or whatever it is. So sometimes though, teachers, I found when they're new, sometimes they don't always have that teacher intuition of what to do next. So the great thing about you kind of setting the stage is it kind of gives them some structure to focus because sometimes it can be overwhelming. It could be like, what do I learn about? Where do I go? What kind of professional development? You know, what books do I read? I don't even know what to do. You know, do I read Harry Wong's the first day of school again? I mean, what, what, what do I do? So it's great that, you know, you kind of provide that scaffolding and that structure so that they kind of have a plan and and can use that over the summer if if they want to right it's if they you know it's all voluntary <laughs> it's all voluntary but again you know like we're runners we don't stop thinking you know and they they have the plan they they know kind of where we're going with reading and math um and things like that because again i've kind of i've kind of prefaced it with where we're going another thing i was just thinking about too is um i always sit and look for motivational type things so you know while I'm never completely off, if something slaps me in the face, like, Oh, that's that I can use that to motivate teachers. So in a way it also works, works against me as well, that I'm always thinking about the staff because then I can't shut it off. Um, you know, a few years ago when 
we came back and I showed um, the trailer for Steve Gleason um, and talked about <laughs> talked about how you know what our basically our problems are first world problems compared to Steve Gleason who now has ALS and compare him to that and try to get people just to relax and think about it um, and because it was going to be a turbulent year and we knew it. Um, so I'm always looking for ways to kind of connect people to certain things. And then you once told me, you know, make it personal that, that helps. So then of course, when we come back, I always try to make it personal, um, because I want them. Let me explain that real quick. Let me explain that. So, so he, you're saying that I suggested make it personal. There is something about when you are working with somebody and you could work with them for 10 years and they never really let you into their circle. But that one day that they let you in and say, you know, this, this, you know, let me tell you about my, my, you know, where, where I came from or whatever it is, that personal story really makes a connection. You know, we say that we do that with our students, but yet somehow we forget to do that with each other. And so the year that you, that you shared about your sister having Mm -hmm. a brain tumor and passing away, you had us all in tears (laughs) and, and not because, and, and partly because that is very tragic and that is very sad, but also you like opened the door to you, something that you have shut off to our staff for all the years that I had worked under you. Like you did not let people into your personal little bubble. And so sometimes when, when you're when you let somebody in on, with a, on a personal level like that, it kind of gives you a different perspective on the person. Well, and I, so yeah. <laughs> I I think it makes you more human, and it makes people say, "Oh, well, he's you know I I, I understand now why you know blah blah blah." Like I, I have an understanding, and I and I I'm so sorry that he went through that. So yes, do right. make it personal because that. That's, that's how you build way. relationships yeah. with people. That's my way. I mean, I love I love the first day of school when everybody's back and trying to get people um excited for certain things or I like to I like to pull on people's emotions when I need to. So you're right. You know, when we first started talking about growth mindset and the change, I put a picture of my sister up there. And then I took that down and I put a picture of her CAT scan and there was a tumor and then I led right into how the brain works and growth mindset and voila, I gotcha, you Mm -hmm. know? And, and so it's kind of like with Steve Gleason, it's going to be a turbulent year. Uh, Our problems are first world problems compared to that. Oh, by the way, I have a tumor. I'm going to be out in December. I have to have surgery. You know, I'm trying to, trying to tug on your heartstrings. I remember a teacher at, at uh, Smith when I played Steve Gleason and she was crying or the year I used up Mm -hmm. guys, we're not going to waste time this year. Yeah. And so I played the beginning of up. And of course, one of our teachers had lost her husband and it was kind of like a little bit of a story about that. But up at the beginning is so powerful with Mm -hmm. how you have plans and time, but you really don't have time. Mm -hmm. So again, I like to tug on people's emotions to get them engaged in certain things. And I plan that over summer or going into summer. So it it comes back to it. I'm always looking for something like that. I'm always looking for an angle somehow as well. Just because I think it's good for me, again, to be ready for the teachers and staff when they come back and like, let's go. Like next year, it's all about 
Let's go. Let's I'm I'm so excited for next year. I can't even really hardly tell you. Let's let's go. We're gonna be amazing. It's finally gonna be the school that we wanted to open. Um, so I've been kind of pulling on people that way. But I think as admin, we have to inspire motivation mm-hmm. and and uh human uh emotions into this and, and intrinsic uh intrinsic value. Otherwise you just get people that aren't bought in. So it's very interesting. This podcast has definitely shown there's a difference between admin summers and teacher summers. And I kind of want to end our podcast today with three things that I think as teachers you can do over your summer. The first one is give yourself permission to find your balance. So that's the very first one. Find your balance, whatever it is. If your balance is working every day, on on next year, great. But if your balance is sitting by the pool and having a nice uh, bubbly drink, then find your balance and and be happy with that. And I I say more power to to both people to both people. So that's number one. Number two would be before you leave, ask your admin about goals for next year. So is there something that is a school goal that you're going to be working on that you could think about? Or is there something that they personally wanted you to work on? Um, Because if you're that person that you want to grow over the summer and you want to do PD over the summer, then that will be really helpful and guide you in doing that. And the last one is self-reflection. We've talked about this multiple times on our podcast, but that self-reflection is so important um, at looking at yourself. What can you do better next year? What are some things that you could do to make your job easier next year? What could you do to help out your team or your grade level? So those are three things that I think teachers can do over the summer to um, whether whether you are working this summer or whether you're just going to relax. Think about those three things. You know, and I, go I, agree, ahead. I agree with you on those three things. Um, even from the admin perspective of someone who, like I said, subliminally tries to get you to work during the summer. If you need to take the summer off, take it off. I mean, there's no, no harm or no foul. I'm not going to give you a quiz when you come back on what did you do this summer? You all, especially this year, teachers, you have to get a break somehow. Mm-hmm. You have to get away. I challenge you to go to the mountains or the beach and shut your phone off. I challenge you to do that. Go somewhere and turn your computer off. Don't check Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard, but um, if you get a moment, turn off all your electronics and just sit with your family outside or do something. Um because I think that you need that break. August 4th is going to be here before you know it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be right back in there and you're going to be stuck again or you're going to be thriving again mm-hmm. until May. So don't feel guilty if you don't think about how to right. how right. to um, you know, how to not slow the hike is down or you don't think about reading or math. Don't feel guilty at all. It doesn't make you a bad person or a bad teacher. That's why my number one tip is find your balance because everybody's balance is different. Everybody, you know, everybody comes from a different place. Everybody has different stamina. Some people want to work. Some people um, don't want to work. Some people want to turn it all off. Some people say, well, on Tuesdays, I'm going to turn it off, but the other six days I'm going to, I'm going to be 
thinking and growing. And I think that's okay. And yeah. I think you have to give yourself permission for that. I agree. But from the admin perspective, whether you shut it off or you work all summer, come August 4th, be ready to rock and roll. Be ready to go. You just, you have to come be, back, come back rejuvenated and, and, and have that. We, we created a conference a couple of years ago and, and it was ignite your passion for teaching. And that's exactly how I know you feel and how I feel is whatever it is that's going to ignite your passion. So whether it's sitting by the beach or the pool or going to the mountains, um, or whether it's doing book studies and PD and virtual conferences all summer, whatever it is, ignite your passion, find your balance, but always remember that no matter where you're at, it's all about perspective. Have an awesome start to your summer. And if you are not on summer yet, we're thinking of you and you'll be, you'll be here soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We would love to hear your perspective on this episode. Head over to our Instagram page. It's all about perspective 2021 or our Facebook and Twitter page and share your opinion. Don't forget to subscribe or rate and review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. And one last thing. Remember, it's all about perspective. Perspective.